0: Grace, mercy, and peace are yours from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Welcome to a sermon podcast from Salem Lutheran Church. For more information, please stay tuned at the end of the sermon. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. I welcome you all. To our Easter Sunday service, our lessons for this morning are going to be taken from the four Gospels and selected verses from 1 Corinthians 15, all the resurrection account. From Matthew chapter 28, after the Sabbath at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, For an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, and going to the tomb, he rolled away the stone and was sitting on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing was as white as snow. The guards were so terrified of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus who is crucified. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said. Come, see the place where the Lord lay. Go quickly and tell his disciples, He has risen from the dead. And look, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. See, I have told you. They hurried away from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them and said, Greetings. They approached and took hold of his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go tell my brothers that they should go to Galilee, and there they will see me. As they were on their way, there were some members of the guard who went into the city and reported it to the chief priests, everything that had happened. After the chief priests had assembled with the elders and had reached a decision, They gave a large sum of money to the soldiers and said, You are to say his disciples came at night and stole him away while we were sleeping. If the governor hears about it, we will satisfy him and keep you out of trouble. After the soldiers took the money, they did as they were instructed, and this story has been repeated among the Jews until this day. From the Gospel of Mark chapter 16, when the Sabbath was past, Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James and Salome, brought spices so that they could go and anoint Jesus. Very early on the first day of the week at sunrise, they went to the tomb. They were saying to each other, who will roll the stone away from the entrance to the tomb for us? When they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe, sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. He said to them, Do not be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus the Nazarene who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples in Peter, He is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him, just as he had told you. They went out and hurried away from the tomb, trembling and perplexed. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. After Jesus had risen early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had driven seven demons. He went and reported to those who had been with him as they mourned and wept. When they heard that he was alive and had been seen by her, they did not believe it. After these things, Jesus appeared in another form to two of them as they were walking along on their way to the country. These two also returned and reported it to the rest, but they did not believe them either. Later, he appeared to the eleven themselves as they were reclining at the table. He rebuked them for their unbelief and hardness of heart because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. He said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. From the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24. When they returned from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them who told them these things to the apostles. Yet these words seemed to them like nonsense, and they did not believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over to look in, he saw only the strips of linen cloth. He went home amazed at what had happened. Now on the same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about all of these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing this, Jesus himself approached and began to walk along with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. He said to them, what are you talking about as you walk along? Saddened, they stopped. One of them named Cleopas answered him, are you the only visitor in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things he said, he asked them. They replied, the things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, a man who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be condemned to death, and they crucified him. But we were hoping that he was going to redeem Israel. Not only that, but beside all this, it is now the third day since These things happened. Also, some women of our group amazed us. They were at the tomb early in the morning. When they did not find his body, they came back saying that they had seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb. They found it just as the women had said, but they did not see him. He said to them, how foolish you are and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Christ have to suffer these things and to enter his glory? Then, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village, they were going along. He acted as if he were going to travel farther. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, since it is almost evening and the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he reclined at the table with them, he took the bread, blessed it, broke it, and began giving it to them. Suddenly their eyes were opened and they recognized him. Then he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he was speaking to us along the road and while he was explaining the scriptures to us? They got up that very hour and returned to Jerusalem. They found the eleven and those who were with them assembled together. They were saying, the Lord really has been raised. He has appeared to Simon. They themselves described what had happened along the road and how they recognized him when he broke the bread. As they were talking about these things, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, peace. Be with you. We read from the Gospel of John, chapter 20. On the evening of that first day of the week, the disciples were together behind locked doors because of their fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and side. So the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you, just as the Father has sent me. I am also sending you. After saying this, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Whenever you forgive people's sins, they are forgiven. Whenever you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. But Thomas, one of the twelve, the one called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples kept telling him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger into the mark of the nails and put my hand into his side, I will never believe. After eight days, his disciples were inside again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them. Peace be with you, he said. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here, And look at my hands. Take your hand and put it into my side. Do not continue to doubt but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Jesus, in the presence of his disciples, did many other miraculous signs that are not written in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. We read from 1 Corinthians chapter 15. St. Paul writes, Brothers, I am going to call your attention to the gospel that I preached to you. You received it and you took your stand on it. You are also being saved by that gospel that was expressed in the words I preach to you, if you keep your hold on it unless you believe in vain. For I deliver to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas and and then to the twelve, After that, he appeared to over 500 brothers at the same time, most of whom are still alive, but some have fallen asleep. (coughs) Then he appeared to James, and then to all the apostles. Last of all, he appeared also to me, the stillborn child, so to speak. Now, if it is preached that Christ has been raised from the dead, how is it that some among you say there is no resurrection of the dead? If there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is pointless, and your faith is pointless too. Then we are even guilty of giving false testimony about God, because we testify about God that he raised Christ, whom he did not raise, if it is true that the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. Then it also follows that those who fell asleep in Christ perished. If our hope in Christ applies only to this life, we are the most pitiful people of all. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. Now I say this, brothers. Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. What is perishable is not going to inherit what is imperishable. Look, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed in a moment in the blink of an eye at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable and we will be changed for this perishable body must put on imperishability, and this mortal body must put on immortality. But once this perishable body has put on imperishability, and this mortal body has put on immortality, then what is written will be fulfilled. Death is swallowed up in victory. Death, wears your sting? Grave, where is your victory? The sting of sin and the power of sin is the law, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my dear brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the Lord's work, because you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for consideration is found recorded in the Gospel of John chapter 20, beginning at the 11th verse. But Mary stood outside facing the tomb weeping. As she wept, she bent over looking into the tomb. She saw two angels in white cloths sitting there where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and one at the feet. They asked her, Woman, why are you weeping? She told them Because they have taken away my Lord, and I don't know where they have laid him. After she said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, though she did not know it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Who are you looking for? Supposing he was the gardener, she replied, Sir, if you carried him off, tell me where you laid him, and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary, she turned and replied in Aramaic, "Rabani," which means teacher. She, Jesus told her, do not continue to cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to my father, but go to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my father and your father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. She also told them the things he said to her. This is the word of the Lord. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, I believe you probably heard the saying if you tell a lie loud enough, long enough, and often enough, you can probably get people to believe it. Many say that that was the saying of Hitler himself. Some say maybe a general. I'm not sure who actually started it, but there seems be a little bit of truth to it. I've also heard some say, well, if you tell a lie loud enough, long enough, and often enough, you know, maybe as long as it's not a whopper of a lie, you could probably get people to believe the lie. But I would go so far as to say that you could probably even get away with a whopper if you tell a lie long, a lie long enough, loud enough, and often enough. Because, my dear friends, when it comes to Mary Magdalene, there is definitely a whopper of a lie out there. Some believe that Mary Magdalene was the the fling of Jesus. Even when he hung from the cross, he probably had sensual desires for him. Some even go so, so far as to say that Jesus and Mary Magdalene had a love child. Because they had a child out of wedlock. None of this is true. Scripture does not talk this way at all. What we know of Mary Magdalene is that Jesus had driven out seven demons that had consumed her. And we also know that she was a faithful disciple of Jesus. She went with the other women on that early Easter morning to go and finish the anointing of Jesus' body. Remember that the day before was a special Sabbath. It was the Passover Sabbath. And it was according to God's law that no one could get in touch or come in contact with a dead body. So they weren't able to finish the anointing of his body for preparation for burial. As they made their way to the tomb, knowing that now they could approach a dead body, the Sabbath had passed. Their biggest worry was who's going to remove the stone. What were they going to do? It didn't deter them, they just kept on going. And when they got there, they saw that the stone had been removed. An angel had actually removed it earlier. Mary Magdalene took off to go tell the disciples. The other women went inside the tomb and there they found an angel who told them that he is alive he has risen. Why are you seeking the living among the dead? Mary Magdalene didn't see this. She tells the disciples that it was Peter and John who actually took off and made it to the tomb. They went inside the tomb, but they did not see an angel. But everything that Mary had said, they agreed. now, Mary Magdalene had followed the disciples and obviously didn't keep up with them. The women had been gone. Peter and John are gone, and she's there by herself. She goes inside the tomb and sees two angels, one at Jesus' head and one at his feet, where Jesus had been laid. And the angels didn't say, he is risen, he is alive, like The angel said earlier to the other women, instead, ask this question. Woman, why are you weeping? It seems like a rather strange question to ask. It's almost like one of those questions that's like, duh, you should know the answer. You don't go to a funeral to ask people, why are you crying? You know why they're crying. Their loved one has passed away. They're missing their loved one. They have every reason to cry. Even Mary's reply to the angels was simply, he's still dead. They have taken away my Lord, and I don't know where they laid him. Not only was she overcome by the fact that she's still believing Jesus is dead, But keep in mind, she's a disciple. She has to be believing that her Savior is dead. If her Savior's dead, then she simply wants to just get his body and and give it a proper burial. Or another way of putting it, maybe give it a proper send off, so to speak. For if your Savior is dead, then he's no savior at all. Because the savior we badly need is not one who has died, but one who conquered death. Remember, it's one of our worst enemies. So she had every reason to cry. In fact, we join her in crying if the fact remains, Jesus is dead. She turns around and sees Jesus clearly is not dead we're told she did not recognize him and there's all kinds of speculations out there but we really don't know why she didn't recognize him but Jesus asked her the same question woman why are you weeping who are you looking for she gave the same reply. She, thinking he was the gardener, hey, if you've taken him away, tell me, and I'll go get him. And that's what Jesus said, Mary. She replied in that Aramaic word for teacher. For she was his disciple. Or she was, yeah, his disciple. She must have grabbed him immediately with pure joy in her heart because he said, do not continue to cling to me. For I have not yet ascended to my father, but go to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my father and your father, to my God and your God. Notice how beautiful these words are. My father and your father, your God and my God. That means Jesus is our brother who took our place and, and, and paid the price for our sins on the cross. But now we know that his resurrection means that his God is our God. His Father is our Father. The resurrection means that, like all miracles, it proves that Jesus is the Son of God, and that his sacrifice on the cross does count for everyone. God's invitation is believe it, and through faith in him, we are saved. His resurrection proves that God the Father accepted the sacrifice for atonement. That no more sacrifices have to be made. It is won and done. In other words, it is finished. And his resurrection proves that there is life after death. Remember what Jesus said to them on Monday, Thursday, when he celebrated the Passover and instituted the Lord's Supper. He said, because I live, you too shall live. We don't, we're not looking forward to simply dying. We know that in this life we live because we have the blessings of everlasting life. of sadness turn to tears of joy, knowing that in Christ, knowing because of his resurrection, the victory is won. Heaven is opened. We have the forgiveness of sins, and we have the sure hope that heaven is our home. My dear friends, this I can say without a doubt. This is no lie. Amen. Yeah. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to a sermon podcast from Salem Evangelical Lutheran Church. If you have any further questions or would like to learn more about Salem Lutheran and its ministry, please check out our website at www.salemevlutheran.org. Once again, that is www.s-a-l-e-m-e-v-l-u-t-h-e-r-a-n.org. May God bless you today and every day.